Hello and welcome to a Pair of Dice Lost podcasting channel. My name is Brendan and I'll be your storyteller for the evening. On this week's episode, the girls wrap up their work in the Brooklyn Supernatural communities and head off to the Great Lakes to enjoy the rest of their winter break. And on Beaver Island, they learn the secrets of the North American cryptids. This is Exalted vs. World of Darkness, Friendly Neighborhood Exalts, Episode 29, Great Lakes. So, Britt, you're going to, you know that uh, this lady that you're following is about to get introduced, and this might be part of Cass's master plan. How are you going to set up for this in case things go south? Because there's a probably a pretty high likelihood that they could go south. Good question. Uh, other than, like, getting my gun out and just start blasting, I guess I can try and uh, find myself in a spot that's, like, near the front so I can kind of see and um, maybe get a good view of the prince so that way if I needed to take her out I could okay yeah that sounds good obviously um, I'll have my entourage with um, right of course Um, so if things do end up going south I'll have you make a roll to kind of like set up for that sneak attack okay okie dokie who knows maybe Castle come through with a social win here or, you know, you could always just start spending essence and start glowing like the sun and scaring all the vampires. Dude, could you imagine? Because you guys, I've told you guys what my anima banner looks like, right? I believe so, yes. I've forgotten. It's a giant bright yellow sunflower, but its stem has thorns on it. Yeah, that would scare the absolute bejesus nice. out of them. I forget what I said that my anima banner was. I think it was something along like an unbeating rotten heart. Something really edgy. Sounds about right. I mean, these things can change. Well, I have never actually flared my anima banner, I think, except one during this campaign. I also don't think my uh, solar name has ever came up. Mine's come up a lot less often than I thought, especially for someone who literally can only go by it. Well, I mean, you found a really good uh, workaround because, you know, technically they because it's not that you can only go by it. It's that you can only go by uh, that, that you can't acknowledge your, your other name. The scene starts again with uh, Gianna being uh, brought towards uh, Princess Olivia James, or not Princess Jesus. Sorry, it, it, like my brain immediately went, this is a female. So put female gender thing here when that's not how a uh, vampire works. Not at all. Gianna is brought towards Prince Olivia Jameson. Up close, uh, she is a lot more stunning than uh, you originally imagined. She fills out her suit in all the right ways to make uh, to make mortals uh, kind of bend and bow to her will. Oh, Brendan, the thing that I wanted to do, that I wanted to burn the essence for, yes. uh, I want to burn an essence and do my lesser sign of Jupiter. Uh, basically... For the rest of the scene and nearby allies, they can't have their thoughts read or be subjected to magical mind control of any sort. And I'm doing that for Peter, Marcy, and myself. And I'm going to tell them to stay close-ish close, close -ish to where I'm at. You said that this stops magical mind control? For the rest of the scene, Sidereal and nearby allies cannot have their thoughts read or be subjected to magical mind control of any sort. This is my anima power. Okay. 
it just cost me an essence. Okay, yeah, you spend the essence, um, and... Basically just tell him, it's like, so, when I go up there, don't stray too far from me. And I tell that to Peter and to Marcy. So if, if things go south, can I use my one phone call to Doom Prepper Demon Uncle Dylan and have him get us out of there? Does Dylan have portals? Yes. Sweet. You could also just call him to come in and just start wiping the floor with them. Either way, I might use my one phone call if need be. I think if uh, things go bad, you just stop, start popping essence and go Nova on this place. I didn't bring a bomb. I am the bomb. Exactly. Ah, yes, excellent. We're not going to blow up the, the skyscraper. I appreciate this. No, we're just going to blow up the vampires in the skyscraper. You go up to uh, Prince Olivia Jameson after having your group come up with you. She sees you and kind of looks down on you, especially considering that you've brought more than just yourself forward and does kind of have a... I I told them to stay nearby, not to come right up there with me. How close is nearby that it would have to affect them? It just says nearby allies. It doesn't have... Uh, Well, then it's probably in the same room then. Yeah, if I had a a specific thing, I'd tell you, but it just says nearby allies. I figure that as long as they are in the same room, which this whole place is one big room, and in that case, in line of sight, they're good, which they are. That works for me. Um, So then they did not come up with you. It is just you who uh, came up towards the prince. Yes. And she looks down at you with kind of a haughty look of distrust and maybe a little bit of disgust. I'm going to give her one of those nice uh, sweeping bows and then slowly rise up and hold my hands in front of me, waiting for her to speak first, because this is her domain. Well, then, my sheriff tells me that your name is Gianna and that you are just passing through the city. How very formal of you. It's not like you're kind to do such things and give such pleasantries. I felt it appropriate. Yes, well, with all the changes going on in the local mm, night politics, I suppose it could be considered appropriate to stick around like-minded individuals. I have heard tidbits of what has been going on in town, and that, along with uh, Peter mentioning this party, I figured it best to come forward and at least let you know of my presence, even if just passing through. Oh, yes. Are you an associate of Mr. Giuseppe's then? He was so kind. She says that last word with the most sarcasm that she possibly can. Like, even I can't muster that amount of sarcasm. So kind. Yeah, exactly. Uh, To come groveling towards us after his last mm, bit of work went sideways after the Giovanni decided to abandon their decades-long post here in New York. I heard mention of that, yes. Um, As I mentioned to, I believe Marcus was his name, uh, I mostly keep to myself and my kind. But I've heard some interesting information on the wind that... While passing through, I wanted to share, or I suppose corroborate, and I felt 
and she gives kind of not not a full bow, just kind of that head down with the hand out. You being the prince, it would be best for you to learn this if you did not already know of it. Are you speaking of the werewolf's plot to try and bomb this building come our next Elysium? Ah, uh, well, if you're dealing with those things, um, that is your own issue. No, I come to speak of something a little more mm, deadly, even. More deadly than the werewolves that hide in the national parks and wait for their chance to disrupt our society? Yes. Please, do tell what could possibly be more dangerous than things that have ruined many, many a vampire's life. A thing that can ruin the rest of them. The rest of us. Do you, have you heard word of what dwells within the subways here? Something dwells within the subways? No. Is this some kind of urban myth that you're speaking of? Do you put do you put such such credence in the tales of of the paupers that dwell in this city? Oh, I wish it was but a tale. Does the name Zemisi ring a bell? She stops. Everybody else who was looking down on you stops and looks at you. May I go uh, on? Or give me just one second. I need to make a roll. Oh no. <laughs> All right, get ready, Brit. <laughs> it might be. We're about to find out. Oh, no. Going to learn today. Christina, please give me a uh, contest. Please give me a uh, uh, fucking Jesus. What would be a good stealth roll for you? A good <laughs> keep... stealth roll? Yes, yes. Uh, uh, some kind of roll to keep up this facade of the LARP. Manipulation and subterfuge would be my guess. Yes, do that. Also, I have honey tongue, just so you know. That helps uh, with subterfuge rolls. Doesn't that lower the difficulty by two? Yes. It uh, all a subterfuge chance gain one automatic success with honey tongue. Oh, one automatic success? Yes. Okay, go ahead and roll it. You have one automatic success, difficulty six. I don't know what the DC was, so Um you had to beat five. So she got nine? Yeah. Uh basically they got they got five successes to beat through the dynamic LARPing because they need a difficulty nine to beat it. And you, like, kick their ass on that. Like, you keep up the facade. Get it, Cass. Oh, also, uh, would this have counted as a social role as well? Uh, yeah, actually, since you use manipulation. Hold on, uh, I get to add some more dice to this. Because I'm in the appropriate clothing for this facade. Beat that dead horse. No, I'm just gonna add an automatic test. I'm not gonna add extra dice. Just do another. You're, you're, you're not gonna risk having a having a bunch of ones show up. Yeah, I'm not. Just add the one and automatic success to that as well. Okay. So ten. Yeah, you keep up the facade of being a vampire. Then they do not unbelieve your larping. Hmm, Zemisi in our sewers. How unfortunate! And yet I have heard such rumors. Have you heard of the scale of it down there? Well, it would make sense that something... What is the scale? Please do tell. Think of a subway train, and then add more, and more, and building, and taking any flesh that comes near it, and adding to it. 
And then think about if this were to burst forth, and any flesh could be added to it. It is a giant amalgamation, and it cares not for anyone but itself. I see, I see. That would explain the complete lack of contact with the... with the monstrous clan down in the sewers. I have it on good authority that it will continue to feed and grow and will burst forth and then continue to keep doing as is in its nature. And it will not care not for the blood bags around here, for any of us, even for yourself. It is beyond us. It is older than even you, my prince. It is one of the ones before the flood, then. Uh, I actually don't know the answer to that, I guess. But in my research, what I found out, if that makes sense. So, uh, fun fact, um, the name... Uh, the word antediluvian actually means before the flood. Okay. Hashtag Bible War. I, I was not sure, so. Hashtag Bible War. Yes. It is one of those. And my worry is that once it leaves, everything here will be gone. That you will be nothing but fodder for it. And I would not like to see my kind diminish as such. Okay, um, so you're making some real good points here. I would like you to roll me some kind of uh, charisma and something roll that you think is appropriate for convincing these people to do the thing. Uh, um... I mean, you're not lying to them. What do you want me to do? Nah, I'm, uh, I'm not. That's the problem. But, uh, I mean, I've got empathy... And, and the guard are going to help, and there's not going to be any problems. Then it'll be a lie, and then you can use manipulation. Well, can't I use some willpower or something to add successes or dice or something? Yes, you can. You, you can spend a willpower point to add an extra success. I'm gonna do that, and then uh, can I use my dynamic clothing again since it's a social roll? Yep. And it I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, gonna take, to I'm gonna take do. those. I'm gonna take those dice though instead of the. Uh, the automatic successes. Say, say what again? It said that thing doesn't have an essence cost to it. It's just an automatic thing that keeps happening. No, I just, I want to make sure it's a thing I can do. So I, I, I'm not like using it inappropriately. Um, so that will be uh, the one free success plus three extra dice. And I guess I'm using charisma and empathy. Oh boy. Not the best. Three successes. That's was, not bad. Well, if the threshold was six, then it's four, because I have one automatic. Oh, right. Yeah, no, you're right then. Uh, four, because of the automatic. Hopefully that's enough. We'll find out, I guess. Marcy, is there anything that you'd like to do to help out in this situation? Uh, this might not end well, but I could, like, if I notice the crowd is not um, particularly believing her, maybe... Uh, raising my hand to see if I could say something for the sake of not just blurting out and just be like, it's true. I've, uh, I have family who has seen it. Okay. So what do you notice looking around is, is that a lot of the younger vampires seem to be, uh, very, uh, like 
we go, if she's telling the truth, we need to get out of here. Like right now, like Brooklyn is not safe, like at all, but it's the older ones that aren't convinced the ones that like, so you, uh, you raise your hand and kind of speak up. The prince kind of glares at you. Do you give your mortal permission to speak in this court? Gianna looks over at Marcy and then back to the prince. If it would mean saving your life, my prince, usually I would say no, but I value your life. I value the life of those here. So would you at least let her say some words? Or do you not value your life enough? Bold words. Bold words indeed. But I'll not have my court destroyed because of bold words. If your mortal wishes to speak, you, you will give me a moment. If your mortal wishes to speak, she can do so succinctly. Mortal, kind, cattle, you have five words to convince me of this truth. Choose them wisely. Uh, Marcy's gonna kind of make sure she's not making eye contact to be rude. Uh, Lower her hand and think on it for a moment. And, um... Is she actually, like, counting on her hand, like, words? Yes. Like, she's gonna use her hand to kind of count as she's kind of going over them in her head. Also, it's totally a lie. I don't fucking care about anybody here except maybe Bruce and Marcy and Peter. (laughs) Bruce has been the only cool guy. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of okay with him for right now. Like, if Marcy has to go supernova, like... I would probably do something to get Bruce and Peter out of here if I could. This is hard because the only the only phrase I can think of, it's got five words, but I don't think it's going to sway them. That's why it's hard. Five words. Anima flare, you dumb bitch. And then pop essence. <laughs> um, fuck. Fuck around and find out. That is five words. I know. <laughs> Marcy's going to continue like she's going to count on her fingers and then kind of say loud enough so that way they can hear her while like still counting it on her fingers scale of antediluvian in bangladesh the prince kind of stops at the mention of bangladesh specifically everyone kind of stops and looks there's a sudden hush that comes over even the orchestra knows to stop bangladesh is a topic that is not spoken of in polite society Something terrible happened there. Something that the clans don't want to think about, don't want to talk about. And at that moment, Bruce moves forward. You know, I know we all don't like to think about that week when this all went down back in September. But if these ladies are coming here warning us about something that's coming. You know, we should at least we should at least take them on their word. And you know, if it means skedaddling out of here for a couple months and then coming back, and you know what, we can deal with paying the rent. We can take our people with us, and we can get out of here. It's called a vacation. Let's go around the rest of the United States and, I don't know, make more contacts with the rest of the Camarilla. You know, we've got Sabat coming in, and if this is the Misi, if this is that thing, we best not be here when it shows up. The only thing worse than that is if Kane himself showed up. Britt, if you could please give me a roll of charisma and, I don't know, whatever your best social stat is. Charisma and best social stat. Would survival count? Survival is not a social stat. 
then I guess it's just adding two because all my other social scats, stats only have two dots. Okay. Unless I add my firearms. Don't <laughs> a willpower, or if one of yours uh, is within your cast, I think you, I assume you have the thing that Cody has where you can spend some stuff to, to double things, maybe? Yeah, do you have an excellence for social stuff? Um, I do have the excellency for the Zenith cast, which will, which includes all of my fa- uh, cast abilities. So that would work for I, almost all the social ones: empathy, expression, intimidation, leadership, performance, stuff like that. If you want to use it, you can. I'm just making suggestions. Yep. No, that's pr- probably a good idea, and what I will do. Um, honestly, I forget about the excellency all the fucking time. So if I spend one willpower to the charms activation costs, I um, can add as many dice as my attribute and ability cap will permit. So that would just double it, correct? Correct. Alrighty, so that's an essence and a willpower? Yep. Alrighty, here we go. That is a large array of numbers. So I have Charisma 4, so, and then all my social stats have two dots in them, so that's 6, doubled as 12. I'm counting 6 successes, if I, unless I'm wrong. I am as well. Which gets added on to Cass's 3, which beats out the Vampire's uh, 5. So, with that said, uh, the Prince looks to Marcy, then to Gianna, then to Bruce, as Bruce speaks on your behalf. Well, it will be a shame not to be in Brooklyn and have my regular feeding grounds, but I'm sure that I'm sure that my seneschal can just attend to my needs and find the proper people to feed off of in time. As we move around, I'm sure that they will not be hard to come by. Now, as far as everything is concerned, we will vacate for how long do you think this will last? You seem to be the one with all the information after all. It was March, right, Brendan? Yes, uh, March 20th is the last day to attack this thing. Uh, that's the date I give her, then. Do you give her that date, or do you give her the next, like, two days after, so she doesn't accidentally come back while this thing is raging? Uh, I basically tell her to the end of March, she should be fine to come back. Like, okay. as in, like, the last day of March. Okay. Like, I just plenty, wanted to make, like, I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> Right, I just wanted to make sure you weren't going to, like, have them come back, like, on the day that you all decide to assault this thing. It's like, oh, that didn't help at all. I mean, ideally, I feel like we should assault it while it's still, you know, not trying to burst forth from the ground. Oh, definitely. But, uh, who knows what'll happen. So anyway. Yeah, we might get stuck in the Beaver Beaver Lake or Beaver Island. We might just decide, fuck New York, and live with our buddy out in the wilds of Beaver Island. Our good buddy, Jeff Hodeg. Oh, man, I miss Jeff Odeg. He's a swell fellow, that Jeff Odeg. I don't know, that voice is cute for some weird reason. I have no idea why. Okay, so um, the last thing that she asks is, well, uh, if you wish, I can leave some of our more competent fighters here with you to help out. And she kind of motions towards uh, the Arab-looking guy and um, uh, Bruce. I am worried that... I believe that you are very capable. I would never say you aren't. I am more worried about making sure everyone get here gets out of here so they're not used to fuel this thing. 
Well, then we certainly appreciate your concern. We'll, uh, I suppose we'll meet up with you on the road then. Just, uh, tell us where and when, um, or, you know, send a, send a runner. I can uh, do that. Do make sure that the well, we'll make sure that the uh, the cleaning crews stay out of here and don't have to deal with the mess. Uh, now, if you'll excuse us, we're going to get back to the party. Yes, yes, of course. I would hate to interrupt. Like I said, just thought you uh, should be made aware of this situation. No, no, we certainly appreciate the warning. We'll make sure to clear out of here in about half a month's time. Do you think that should be enough? You said it's waking up in uh, in March, so it should be fine to get all of our things in the road in that amount of time. We'll be leaving, like, beginning of March, probably. Half month's time would be the middle of January, because remember, this is a new year's party. From this time, yeah, that would be fine. Yeah. So, you know, like, basically, like, right now, you know, it's like they're getting out middle of January. So don't start the assault until, like, end of January minimum. Yeah, my brain, for some reason, went March 20th and then a half a month before that they were leaving. And I was like, wait a second, that doesn't seem right. Is there anything else you want to do with the scene uh, with all the vampires? Very quickly get Marcy out of there so uh, Marcus doesn't get a chance to nibble-nibble her and ruin this whole situation. that actually went okay, it seems like. Yes, you guys actually kind of kicked the social ass out of that thing. So, uh, in that case, uh, you guys get out, you go down. Uh, Peter stays with the rest of the vampires, unless, of course, you drag him along with you. No, Uh, no, I'm going to look at him and be like, if you want to stay, dear, you can stay. I'm going to, I think it's been quite quite an evening. I think I need to retire, and I'm going to take my uh, companion here with me. Make sure she she and I both get to uh, a safe place. Yes, yes, of course. Uh, wait, that's the wrong voice. Yeah, fucking course, of course. Uh, yeah, uh, so I, I take it you want me to, uh, you and I guess uh, y- your buddy Cass probably wants me to fucking vom- vom- vomitos out of here too. And uh, well, when, you know, she probably doesn't want me around for, you know, I'd just get in the way, right? <laughs> you want to be enveloped in this thing? Uh, not particularly, but, you know, I do kind of owe the kids my life, so I kind of wanted to ask. And he kind of looks to Marcy. Uh, I'm going to look at him and just be like, I personally would rather you be safer than die to this thing. I, I appreciate it. I appreciate that kid. Uh, you know, just, uh, give Lenny and give Lenny Cass and live my best. Uh, I'll see, I'll see y'all once it all this shit's, uh, blown over. Okay. Will do. I will let them know. And then you guys get into the elevator, uh, go down, uh, a couple floors. I guess that at some point, like, Cass or Gianna goes somewhere and then Cass comes back. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Marcy home as Gianna because um, so waiting waiting down there is the Honda Civic. Oh, okay. Are we going straight straight to uh, Beaver Island? Yeah, basically. Okay, yeah. Uh, then Gianna's gonna excuse herself, tell Marcy to stay safe, and uh, she's gonna go and and contact Cass and. We'll probably, she'll probably be around in like a couple minutes. So go away, give it like five minutes and then come back as Cass. Marcy gets to go to see the boys in her fancy, not fancy dress. Uh, All right. Cass is just wearing jeans and a a hoodie and she looks at uh, Marcy. Well, that's a good look for you. Uh, I feel entirely underdressed right now. Okay. So then uh, you get into Stargazer's uh, Honda Civic and you guys... Tokyo drift away towards uh, Beaver Island in, in Lake Michigan.
as that uh, the girls have gotten onto one of the last, or well, I guess in this case, one of the first ferries to go on to Beaver Island, the boys have already arrived. They kind of were given instructions of where that uh, the boys arrived a little bit uh, later on uh, Beaver Island, but were given instructions of where to meet up with the girls. Once it, the ferry carrying the Tokyo Drift arrives, um, the girls get out. Uh, Beaver Island is fairly uh, well wooded. I'm, I don't even actually care what's on there. I'm, I'm making Beaver Island up. This is my canon, Beaver Island. Beaver Island is fairly well wooded. Uh, a lot of signs. Uh, there are signs of like hiking trails and tourism that happens here, and maybe like one park ranger's uh, like shed. But for the most part, like electricity doesn't exist here. Uh, and it is currently the off season for tourism. So it's not the electric boogaloo. As that I mentioned before, uh, Leonard and uh, Liv have already received their artifacts from Yote. Yep. Uh, are either of you practicing or using them right now? Or are you going to save that for a later time? I assume that both of you are keeping your stuff uh, hidden, considering the uh, deadly nature of some of them. Nah, I've just got it out and walking around the ferry with my big ass buster blade. I imagine mine's pretty inconspicuous. So no, I'm probably don't, I probably don't have mine out. It's probably in my bag or something. Okay. Mine is I assume elsewhere. it's not huge. No, yours is not huge, uh, Tyler, but your yours also does have the unique capability of just, hey, I need this. Fair. Random question. Yes. Since mine has the ability to like shift and stuff like that, can I does that I have to be LARPing for that to work, or can I just kind of shift it as I please? You can just shift it as you please. It doesn't have to be LARPing for it to work. Okay, so while we're in the car uh, on the way there, I'm running my arms over the fabric and like shifting it into all different things to show uh, Marcy. It, it that still has that's to. cool. Like, it still has to shift into, like, clothes. Like, you can't shift it into, like, bullets or whatever. But like, Oh, I know, but I'm, like, shifting into, like, long sleeve dress with, uh, like, the tapered sleeve. Like, mystique. Into a hoodie, uh, with, like, the checkered part on it. Uh, like, pulling on of it so it's in, like, ruffles and then, uh, like, tassels and shit like that. Like, shifting into different things just to show her what it can do. It, it can shift into like purple clothing for any occasion that means you can shift it into a mech suit mech suits aren't clothing they're something completely different does it go around your body hey none of you asked for a war strider not my problem oh true fair enough i didn't see Cass using a war strider armor made sense for her damn it i should have asked Jotun for that for an abrams oh well too late so anyway um the girls arrive here and see the boys waiting for them. Hey. So what are we doing here now? It's uh, it's complicated. Do you want to uncomplicate it? Because uh, we've had a fun, complicated couple of takes. Or she's going to look at uh, Liv and just be like, So I heard we were cryptid hunting. And then she's going to uncommit that essence and her have her shotgun pop back into her hands. Neato. I'm glad you like your toy. Uh, we're not hunting necessarily. We're uh, as a true son of Wisconsin. I feel uh, linked to it, the Hodag. And I uh, I got a vibe to, you know. Our good buddy Jeff. Yeah, Jeff Hodag. Jeff Hodag. 
Yeah. It, his name the is Wisconsin Jeff. Hodag. Ah, apparently. It is now. Huh. It always was, Jeff. So, uh, as you guys are hanging out there and the ferry is leaving, there is the sad, sad sound that comes through the trees. That's your friend. That sounds like a hodag to me. He sounds more sad than when we left him. He does have a certain morose to his voice, doesn't he? We should cheer him up. Maybe it's his birthday and nobody came to his party. Maybe we should bring him some cheese. The cheese most creatures in Wisconsin up. Cass is gonna light a cigarette and blow out. Ah, that'll make him feel better. Carcinogens. Nice. You know what? It's been a long week, okay? And I've been cutting back, and I need this right now, okay? <laughs> so, what is a hodag? Uh, uh, he's, a, he's a pretty small fellow. A hodag is a cryptid of Wisconsin. Native to Wisconsin. But what... What does it look like? Uh, it's He's got a really nice smile, and some really nifty, nifty horns. And uh, he's like a lizard. Think of like a, a dinosaur bull. I've never seen one, but my uncle has talked about them a lot. Oh, well, as long as that's all, then it shouldn't be hard to find. Oh, the voice mod went out. Oh, no. Now he has to just make his own hodag noises. Instead of going hodag, hodag sound, hodag. hodag sound. Can you guys hear me? Yes. 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 Okay, sad hodag noises. Sad hodag. Hodag, hodag, hodag. Hodag, sure hodag, sad hodag. Well... It's probably not too far off, but you probably go say hi. I'm sure he'll uh, appreciate the company. And he's I... friendly, right? Yeah. I should probably put this away then, as she gestures to her shotgun. It's just us around here, right? Just the four of us? As far as I know. Okay. It is indeed just the four of you, as far as y'all can tell. Uh... Do you guys start to proceed further into the woods of Beaver Island? Ease. I'm just gonna put my shotgun like on my back or something that I can not like not disappear it, but just kind of away. Okay. I'm gonna change into clothes that are better suited for the outdoors. So Marcy's already seen it, but the boys are gonna see me run my hands along the fabric as if I was kinda like reweaving them and it shifts into something that's more suited for the outdoors. Oh, that's nifty. Yeah, it it's it's really neat. Uh Kind of got a little weirded out that it was a wedding dress originally, but pretty cool otherwise. I mean, my sword was originally an alchemical power stone. Things come in all sorts of shapes and sizes. Yeah, but it's more the implication behind giving someone a wedding dress. It's just awkward. Cass, you would have looked beautiful in that dress. Maybe, but uh, I don't... That's a whole separate thing. So let's go find your guys' friends? Okay. Um, so as you guys pr- uh, proceed into the uh, into the woods, um, who, wants to, who thinks they have the best wits in survival? What's your survival, Brit? I have four dots in wits and three dots in survival. You got me beat by one. You, you want to make that roll, Brit? I don't know, of course, someone else has, uh, has more. Uh, this is basically for Tracking down the hodag or other things. If you have trouble with it, I can excellence my survival, but 
I think you should do five. I can also excellence my survival. Dope. Also, I'm hoping my, the dice gods will be nice to me since I am, am a cryptid hunter or up and coming cryptid hunter. From my experience of feeling literally every role in the thing I specialize my t- t- character for, good luck. So before I roll this, do I ha- if I wanted to use the excellency, would it have to be used before I roll? Or can it be spent reflexively? It has to be used before you roll. Okay. Um, what's the difficulty? Six. I'm going to go for it without the excellency. I was just turn. trying to track the Hodag. Yeah, pretty much. I'm giving her bonuses to track it because she's an up-and-coming cryptid hunter and also because she has a son of Wisconsin here. A native son of Wisconsin, eh? Okay, so that's four successes to try and find the Hodag. I'm hoping I can follow his sad Hodag noises. I'm going to let you know right now that actually was not enough to find the Hodag. The Hodag, despite being very large, is very good at stealth on its native island. Well, in its native state. Technically, its native area is Rhinelander, but uh, mysteries are afoot. Can I use my animal kin and uh, charisma to be like, hey, bud, where you are you cannot. at? To aid? No. No. Guess who also has animal it, kin? Is, is he in the area, probably? He is in the area, but uh, you don't find him, but you do find something else. Uh-oh. Uh, Marcy, it's coming through... Clip. Coming through the trees, you see a large drop in uh, in the cliff that you kind of stop at. And looking down, you see assembled about 30 Sasquatches. Oh, it's fucking beautiful. <laughs> uh, using stone, stone Age weaponry, and uh, they have equipped themselves, and you can hear one of them leading a chant that the rest all follow through with. Um, I'm assuming Marcy's got her, like, messenger bag on her. Um, she's gonna pull out a small note, notepad and pencil and, like, jot down everything that she's saying to take in her notes. You hear in, uh, broken-ish English that, uh, maybe these Sasquatches have picked up from the people that come to Beaver Island. Hunt the Hodag! We hunt the Hodag! Hodag gonna die today! We kill the Hodag! Big, big Hodag! Kill, kill Hodag! Um, I guess I'm going to turn to live. And <laughs> well, I'm gonna, me. I'm gonna turn to live and um, Lenny, and just kind of be like, so how much do you care about this Hodag? A lot. He's a good buddy. Alright, she's gonna look down at her notepad and then look back at them and just be like, so he's being hunted by a tribe of Sasquatch, which is really cool, by the way. Like, I've never seen so many Sasquatch in the same area or even heard them talk or anything like that. Actually, I don't think I've ever seen a Sasquatch. And now they're all gonna die for Jeff or Dead. Sasquatches aren't creatures of darkness, are they? They are not. Can't we just pick up the Sasquatch and move them somewhere else? I like that idea better. Britt, you most certainly do see uh, these Sasquatches marching off in the direction of a large cave. Like, break their weapons, break their kneecaps, move them somewhere else. They'll they'll mend up eventually. That's a lot of steps. Uh, you could just break them. Uh, guys, I think uh, I think they know where the Hodag is, and we might need to get moving. Hey, Brendan. How far away is this cave? 
about two miles, probably. Oh, well, how far away are the Sasquatches then? From you guys, probably about a mile. Marcy basically came over a cliff to see him. Gotcha. Can a magic arrow go a mile? I don't think so. Well, I'll meet you guys there, and uh, Lenny just bolts off. Because his movement speed is triple. I am not fast. I am small. I am short. I am not fast. Okay. So, what is the plan for this? I heard uh, at least one person wants to just say fuck it to the Sasquatches. Marcy is very much against uh, killing the Sasquatches, but she is all for saving the Hodag as well. Can we try and talk to the Sasquatch and find out why they want to, you know, murder the Hodag, or at least hunt the Hodag, which I assume leads to murdering? I, I, I mean, you could try. It's probably for food. I don't know. I'm making suggestions since we've been talking to everything else lately. Maybe they're tired of fish and venison and they want something different. It's super weird that you guys have suddenly decided that talking is the cor- is the correct option. No, no, they've been talking to everything because Lenny's not there to punch it before we can talk. My personal plan is to... uh pretty much charge in and just dance around them uh, defending the Hodag, because, you know, I can't kill them. Wait, why don't we knock them down, tie them up, and then find out what's going on? They're Sasquatches. It's a lot of rope. I'm pretty sure what's going on is they're hunting a Hodag. If we could talk to them, I might be able to convince them not to hunt the Hodag. I'm not great with animals, so I'm probably not going with cryptids, unless they fall under a different category, like, you know, people. Um, but I'll go with whatever you guys want to go with, I guess. Here's where Marcy just, like, rips open her uh, dress to reveal a shirt that says, Sasquatches are people, too. <laughs> you just pulled out a shotgun when I mentioned the word cryptid. Who's <laughs> Get out of here. Um, wolves and other animals in the area could pose a threat when you are cryptid hunting, and it is never too, um, bad to be careful. Britt, I live, like, an hour and a half away from you, and I can smell that bullshit from you. (laughs) Listen, I watch a lot of paranormal and cryptid shit, like, at home, and some of the areas that these people go in to, like, find these things... I definitely wouldn't want to go in without a gun. Because let me tell you, fucking pumas and wolves and shit, I don't want to deal with it. And bears? No thanks. Okay, so you guys, uh, so Lenny goes running. So You guys can try to talk to any that I don't knock out before you get there. So the other option is I can fire both of you through my bow so you can get a head start. I'm going to be slow no matter what. Well, I can run down the cliff and like run along the trees. Fire Wait. What's the range on your bow, Cass? <laughs> I have no clue. It's a magical bow. And she just slings it off of her bracelet. She takes her bracelet off and just kind of does a wave with her hand, and it does one of those things where it just unfolds into a bow. Fire me. Alright, I don't know how far it's gonna go. Might want to brace for impact. I'll be fine. Okay. Uh, Cass-, Cass puts a hand on Liv, and he kind of shimmers for a minute and slowly shrinks down into a golden gleaming bow. And she 
pulls the bow back and lets it fire in the direction that the that Lenny and the Sasquatch are going. Uh, rewind one second. He definitely does not turn into a golden gleaming uh, arrow. He definitely turns into like some kind of soul steel darkness. Okay, fine. That's I, that's fine with me. He can turn into soul steel. I was just going off the description I use for most people. I, I know, but like it makes sense for Lenny to turn into sunlight. It does not make sense for Liv to turn into sunlight. All right, cool. So I'll rewind then. Cass goes to touch Liv and. He shrinks down and forms into an arrow that looks like screaming faces on metal, on a dark metal. Huh, that's different, but okay, sure. And she pulls the arrow back and lets it loose in the direction that the Sasquatch and Lenny are going. Better. Much. I appreciate it. I appreciate appreciate your commitment to Sparkle Motion. Hey, Cass. um, Or, hey, Christina, how much does Cass weigh? Uh, she is small, so not a whole lot. Uh, 150 pounds. Would a strength two person be able to carry someone that heavy long distances? Probably not. Damn it. I was gonna have her hop on my back and start running along the trees. You want me to just fire you and then you can start running? I'll catch up eventually. If I hit something, I'm going to get hurt. Okay, then you're gonna run ahead of me, I guess, then. I guess I'll start running and uh because graceful crane stance is always active i'm gonna like run along the treetops like some ninja okay so lenny superman leaps uh liv gets shot out as an arrow marcy stops run starts running ninja running across the treetops as the naruto music plays in the background and Cass i'm saunters through I'm going to have to go. I have the flaw short, so I have a minus two dice penalty. Oh, wait. Is it snowy out because we're in like the winter and in Wisconsin? Uh, yeah, yeah. Make a sled, Cass, and I can pull you. How am I supposed to make a sled? Out of your clothes. I don't know. I mean, I could probably turn it into a slick material that'll go across the ice. No, I'm fucking. I'll just say that one of you decided to take a sled with you because I am here for this dumb idea that I think that Brit has. It's probably me. Like you don't go, you don't go across Wisconsin without a sleigh. It's not how it works. So then I can, uh, I'll just uh, instead of running across the treetops, I'll just uh, run and pull Cass. Works for me. That's terrifying. You're running across the snowflakes as they're falling. I mean, if I can support her enough to do that I could totally I would totally do that I would say that you're probably able to move fast enough to do it graceful crane stance I can walk across the snowflakes but I'm also pulling Cass right but so long as you're moving fast enough you can kind of keep the object like at a horizontal angle I don't know how fast I am but sure yeah let's do that Oh, you're exalted let's say that you're fast enough you ready to fly, Cass? Sure. And she, and we take the sleigh, and I guess we're going. <laughs> Reindeer mode activate. All right. So yeah. So so now we're uh, so so now it's Christmas again. I guess. Um, was not expecting this to happen, but hey, I'm here. I'm here for it. That that's that's why I run exalted is because if you say it's cool, I'm gonna do it. We, we gotta go save Jeff Hodag, don't you know? Does Liv land okay? Hello. Liv lands just fine. And so does Lenny. Lenny lands uh, about 500 feet away from where Liv lands. Liv lands in front of the cave of Jeff Hodag. 
I like to think that, like, Liv gets shot as an arrow and just reforms as a person, like, as she's about to land and just ragdolls in the snow, but just gets up like it was nothing. They're popping out of the snow like daisies. So, uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to start with Liv first. So, you, uh, you are at the, the entrance to the cave of Jeff Hodag. What do you do? Am I way ahead of the Sasquatches? You are. Nice. Uh, in that case, I'm going to go just walk in there very calmly and non-aggressively and see if I can find the fella. Oh, you do. You find the fella. Uh, it looks like one of its legs is injured. And as you can give me a perception check, uh, perception and alertness would do it. I'm actually going to use an essence to all coin to plan to use my academic step my alertness. Okay. Does that, uh, does that help it for the rest of the scene? Uh, it's just this one roll. Okay. But it turns it from a 3d6 into a 7d6. Or d10, I'm sorry. Yeah, don't be rolling d6s again. Looks like three successes to me. That is indeed three successes. So you notice that it is protecting three little baby hodags and five uncracked eggs. And he's growling at me protectively? He is growling at you protectively. Uh, Liv is going to look around to make sure none of his other buds are here. Uh, no one else is there, though Marcy and Cass are fast approaching. Uh, Leonard, real quick. Are you facing off against the Sasquatches, or are you going to check on the Hodag? I am going to spend an essence to run up the wall of the cave and stand upside down on this roof of the, uh, cave entrance. And then spend another essence to be ready in eight directions. And wait for the Sasquatches to get there. I'm gonna power move. But at the moment, it's only me in there. Uh, at the at the moment, it's only there, only you in there. But in about a minute, Lenny is going to be coming in, and about a minute later, uh, the girls are going to be coming. Liv kind of just sighs and uh, clears her throat. <clears throat> well, come on now, Hodag, buddy. We're just here to help you. It'll be okay. Hodag, as you use the calming, dulcet tones of a Midwestern accent, understands that you too are a son of Wisconsin. I, I pull out some pocket cheese and hand it to him. <laughs> the Hodag's massive tongue laps out and takes the pocket cheese. It's cheddar. It enjoys it. <laughs> it calms down and motions at its leg. And for a moment, you, also a son of Wisconsin, understand one thing about the Sasquatch and the Hodag. They are mortal enemies and always have been. And this instance will only ever end in death for one or the other sasquatch or hodag that is how it must end do i have time to medicine the hodag's leg uh yeah sure give me a good medicine roll for that and if you're good at it the hodag might join combat with you it never fails every time is that a botch (laughs) no it's one success but holy shit fucking Ah, this thing my entire character is meant to do it's shit every time. Yeah, for some reason his medicine rules just end up like that. Always garbage. Always. You need to grab yourself that medicine excellence, bud. It, it would just be more ones. Hey, uh, Tyler, can I make a suggestion? Yeah. You do have a thing that lets you uh, apply stuff uh, for the scene uh, that can just happen automatically. That's true. That's true. I guess I'll do that if this wouldn't work otherwise. Uh, with that roll, it's not going to get the Hodag in fighting, in fighting shape in time. I see. In that case, yes. 
I will use what's it called? Uh, I need twenty CC stat. <laughs> so uh, to give everyone the description, um, Liv pulls out of uh, wherever uh, surgical tools that are made of pure soul steel. They are archaic tools. Uh, they're basically classical surgical instruments, but because they're all soul steel, it allows him to operate on spirits, creatures of darkness, ghosts, and other supernatural creatures within reason without needing an occult role to go with it. Neat. If I may, I imagine it's like a small leather roll that just keeps like, that on rolls for like multiple times longer than it should. That it just has like an infinite number of slots of medical tools. Uh, yeah, more or less. So long as you're not putting in anything too high tech, it'll totally do that. No, it's all hand tools. And to give the full name of this thing uh, that I've given it, it is uh, the full title of it is Breathless Souls Stoked the Inferno of Oblivion and Forged in Trails of Fire, the Necrosurgeon's Panoply. Edgy. I love it. I also really, I had to look up what panoply means, and it's pretty dope. Panoply is just like a collection, if I'm like an, like an immaculate collection, if I'm not mistaken. It's also fu uh, fun enough, the. Uh the same word that's used uh, to describe all of the uh, the equipment and stuff in all of the uh, classic Exalted books. Neat. Yes, by spending the turn to uh, heal Jeff Hodag, if you could please roll me, uh, I will. Pro uh, it'll uh, if you could just roll me, uh, mm, roll me a D10, and then that is how many uh, uh, that is how many health levels that the Hodag will heal. Hey! Holy shit! Okay, that thing's <laughs> back at full. Excellent. Okay, so Lenny comes in, and then the girls uh, come in very shortly afterwards in their sleigh. The hodag is healed and stomps out of its cave. Hey guys, uh, Sasquatch has got to die. Liv, Liv pulls a a like particularly large scalpel out of his uh, out of his toolkit. No other option. No other option at all. Hodag dies, or the Sasquatches die. They're mortal enemies. No other way. Marcy's gonna take out her little notebook, jot a couple things back down in it, look at the hodag with a look of excitement. Also, and then the hodag has been hodag. We can't, we can't let Jeff's family be endangered. Thank you all for taking the time to enjoy our show. If you liked what you heard, give us a follow, like, and even leave a review if you can. As always, we appreciate any and all feedback for the show. If you'd like to follow us for updates about current and future games and ideas for tabletop games, you can follow us on Twitter and Facebook at A Pair of Dice Lost. And if you had any questions, you can submit them to A Pair of Dice Lost at gmail.com. The theme song for this campaign is Epic Blockbuster 2 by Raphael Crooks. Other music in this episode was provided by Komiku, Kai Engel, David Hillowitz, Orchestralis, and Kevin McLeod. And finally, for making it this far, I saw that cool thing you did, so have some stunt dice. <laughs>